Hey everybody and welcome back to the Steam Machine Podcast. My name is Dalton and joining me as always is my good buddy. This is Ryan. And this week we are diving into a double fine production and that game that we are talking about is Psychonauts. But before we go any further with that, is there any gaming news that you heard about this week, man? Anything? Anything at all? Not really. Um, I know there's been some hype about the new consoles. I've been seeing people getting their controllers. Uh, They haven't got their consoles yet, but they're getting their peripherals. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I'm jealous. Because, you know, being a PC gamer is is fun and dandy, but I still do like the consoles here and there. There's some console exclusives that I would like to play. And uh, that PS5 is calling my name, but uh, it is not calling my bank account. (laughs) Yeah, no, my, my bank account and... If I was going to pick up the new console, it's probably going to be around tax time. But I know tax time, my primary focus is going to be building my PC. So Yeah, for sure, man. Because, I mean, yeah, uh, that'll do you better in the long run because, I mean, your yeah. PC, yeah. I, I'm not even really I, – I was super stoked about the PS5 at first. But gradually I've been doing some reading and thinking about it. And it's like, even though there's going to be some like exclusive titles to the console, both like all of the major companies, except for maybe like Nintendo has said that they're not going to really do exclusives for like the long term. So these games eventually, like maybe two years down the road, three years down the road, will get ported to PC. Yeah. And I mean, that's already started happening. If you look at Death Stranding's now on PC, Horizon Zero Dawn's now on PC. Yeah. I'm waiting for Spider-Man. I don't know if that'll happen, though. I don't know either. <laughs> uh, that, you know, that's, Sony, that's Sony. Sony likes to keep their shit on lock yeah. when, it's, when it's for titles like that, where like <laughs> Spider-Man not only is it a huge video game, it's also a moneymaker movie-wise. Like they, oh, yeah, their, totally. Spider-Man, their Spider-Man universe is taking off now with Venom and the Marvel Spider-Man movies actually connecting to that universe and the the animated Into the Spider-Verse movie was that that was huge. That was that was an awesome movie. Yeah, I heard and, I heard it was really good. Oh my god! If you haven't watched it yet, I would. No, like, I haven't it's seen so, it. Oh, it's so good. Is it up it's on so Disney good. Plus yet? It's it's on Netflix because it's a Sony movie. Okay. Uh, it's I, I don't I unless Disney somehow manages to pry the rights to Spider-Man back from Sony, I, I don't see it going up on Disney Plus anytime soon. I like gotcha. all of the Marvel movies are on Disney Plus except for the Spider-Man movies. Well, I mean that's kind of like the same thing with isn't there wasn't there a weird thing with like Fox owning X-Men? For a while. Well all, well, all of those are on Disney now because Disney owns Fox. Disney owns the rights to all okay. those movies now. I got you. So, yeah, the X-Men movies are up there for the most part. I think one through three are. I don't know about First Class or Apocalypse. Well, Apocalypse is up there, I think. But some of the like the newer ones, I don't think, are up there yet. But they'll they'll get there eventually. They'll get there eventually. Yeah, for sure. Um, something else that I read that absolutely just... It doesn't surprise me, but the the amount of it just absolutely blew my mind. And is that as Activision slash Blizzard, whatever you want to call them these days, yeah. made one point two billion dollars from microtransactions in three months. Predators, that capitalistic is predators, so much money. <laughs> They've done uh, like clinical research on microtransactions with with people. Like they they had a bunch of people come in, and then they like gave them money to let them spend on games and stuff and the games that are like pay to win and have like the microtransactions and the loot boxes and shit like that um purchasing those microtransactions and the loot boxes triggers like the same 
sensory things in the brain as gambling. Mm-hmm. And it is literally an addicting feature to these games. Like they, they are preying upon the human psyche and knowing how to trigger and take it, take advantage of people. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. Like loot boxes and microtransactions should be illegal in my, in my opinion. Like, yeah, for sure. I, what, I, com- what, I completely, what agree. happened to giving us the full game day one? Like, uh, money, more money, more and more money. I'm talking capitalism. Yeah, dude. It's all about that almighty dollar dog. They got to get it. And, I, I get that feeling because uh, Fantasy Star Online 2, I spent 10 bucks and got the currency or whatever and got the Persona crossover thing. And <laughs> I didn't get one of the items I wanted and I immediately wanted to spend another $10 to get more. And I just, I, I told myself no, but like that, yeah. that want was there because I was like, fuck, I want to look like Joker and you gave me Futaba's outfit. I'm not a female character. So like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Yeah. No, yeah, they 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 do that shit. They like their algorithms will designate certain items as like rare, ultra rare shit like that, and then you only have like one out of like a five hundred chance of getting one of those items and shit. Like oh, that. brother! It's like brother, it's like opening booster packs of Pokemon cards or Magic cards and shit. Like one out of like every two hundred packs is gonna get you that rare, like that mythical rare. You're like, preaching to the choir with somebody who plays MMOs. Because, yeah. you know, you want to camp rare monsters to kill them over and over and over trying to get yeah. a drop that the drop is 0.4%. Yeah. Fucking. I saw saw uh, a video on TikTok and it was some chick gaming and she's just sitting there and she's got this super sad face on. It's like when you've been playing WoW for 10 years and you still can't get the Headless Horseman saddle from the Halloween event. Like. Fucking sh- sh- bullshit. Yeah. I've been trying for that for fucking years, dude. People have been playing for years and still can't get some of this, this equipment drop. No, and I think I think that Headless Horseman mounts is point point oh four percent drop rate. Yeah, it's something absolutely ridiculous. And it's like, I get that you want to create like a market for some of these in-game items and shit like that. But goddamn, don't be that fucking tight-lipped. Like, tight well, about it. I will say that, like, you can't do anything with that mount other than learn it. Like, you can't sell it or anything like that. So, like, it is just strictly just for people who are lucky, I guess. Yeah. Because there's no skill involved or else I'd have got it because I go in there with my mage and I'm doing 50% of the damage of the dungeon. Like, by the way, uh, I know this is not a World of Warcraft podcast or anything, but I'm going to go ahead and say I don't know what the fuck they've done with Frost Mage, but I do insane amounts of damage and I am perfectly okay with it. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know anything about WoW, yeah, I, so I know you don't. But like, yeah, I, I'll I know have... the 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 new expansions out in three weeks, four weeks, something, three weeks, twenty like November twenty third, I think, is when it drops. I uh, I pre ordered it, so that I'm might looking, be my last day of work, it. actually. So I don't know. Is WoW free to play at first, or is um, it you like can... you have to pay? So I don't know like, how they're going to the do. No, there's a there's a free to play version. Uh, I don't know how they're okay. gonna do it with Shadowlands because yeah. it used to be max level was 120 and you could play up to level 19 for free to see if you liked mm. it. Yeah. Now, if you're wanting to check out an MMO, um, there are some limitations to what you can actually do as far as chatting and trading and stuff. But yeah. Final Fantasy 14 online, you can play the first the base expansion and the first expansion for free before you have to pay to mm. play the rest of the stuff. Well, I I only have 
18 business days left to work before I go on break from Thanksgiving until, God, maybe middle of January at the earliest, depending on COVID. So I'm going to have time for an MMO. Like, well, we will uh, we'll discuss that because there are, there are a few different ones that we could dive into. Yeah. Um, other things that I saw that were kind of... This one was interesting. It, it just was posted a few minutes before we went live. Uh, Vampire the Masquerade is getting a Battle Royal game. Nice. And it's by the... I know you're probably going to be stoked about that. And uh, we're, not, we're, not the big, we're not the biggest fan of Battle Royals, but if it's like a Vampire Battle Royal, I'm sure you would get into it. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I might check it out. It's made by shark mob games i've never heard of them there's a teaser trailer i'm gonna watch it when we go off air but uh yeah i do know that there are some other like rpg or not rpg i'm sorry there's some other uh masquerade games that i haven't checked out there's two visual novels um coteries of new york and shadows of new york and i've never played that but like bloodlines 2 I don't know what's going on with it because, you know, the first game was plagued by bullshit and now they're doing the second one and it was supposed to release this year, but it got delayed and then a lot of the creative figures of that, the whole thing are gone. Well, it's just going to like, it's it's, it's either going to be the same thing as number one where it's going to be just a cluster, like a dumpster fire from day one with like very few patches, if any, or... They're just gonna fucking can it and take their losses. Oh god, I hope they don't can it. So many, so many game studios have been doing that lately. Movie studios have been doing that lately, and stuff like that. They they don't care for the popularity or anything like. They don't care how far into production they've gotten already. If they feel that it's not going to make them any money, they'll just take their fucking losses. Like, look at no. how many popular shows Netflix has canceled. That's how many true. movies have been pushed back, if not canceled fully because of the covid pandemic like and i just want to say real quick fuck clickbait because i was on facebook the other day and one of those articles was like shows netflix is canceled recently that you wouldn't believe and the thumbnail was the witcher and i was like bullshit and i clicked and i yeah. read through the article and it didn't mention the witcher at all and i was like no you fucking it, yeah just fucking clickbait it was probably one of those things it's like 10 shows next netflix has canceled in three that they didn't yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just for shits and gigs, I clicked through it the other day to see what they canceled and what they renewed. And finally, we got word that they renewed not just the next season of the Dragon Prince, but they're going to let them actually fill out the full seven book saga of the Dragon Prince, which I'm super stoked for because those guys who did that show also did Avatar. They're great at world building and shit like that. Nice. Um, they canceled the Big Show show, which I'm super sad about because that show was fucking awesome. What that show just came out? Yep, only one season canceled. Like, why? <sighs> WWE Network should just pick it up. Like, yeah, I, I agree. WWE Network. Could do did that. you did you watch any of the Big Show show? I haven't yet, but it's on my list. Oh of my watchings. god, it's so it's so good, and I don't understand why they can't. Like, I get why they canceled it because COVID has fucked a lot of shit up. Like, but I don't know. I don't know. That's they, they also canceled Alt, uh, Altered Carbon, which is a show that I've been meaning to get into, but they're not going to finish it now, so oh, I don't even know if I want to get into it. Like, What's well, like I watched, uh, oh God, what was it called? Penny Dreadful? Yeah. And I watched the first two seasons, and I, I've, I just read online that people are like, don't watch the third season because nothing really wraps up and then nothing ever happened after that. So I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, I think they're coming out with a new Penny Dreadful show maybe i could be wrong but i think the if 
if it is Penny Dreadful, it's going to take place in like early 1900s Los Angeles. So it's going to be very noir, very grim and like that old school black and white, like private investigator type of thing. Yeah, but it it's like going, life's... I, I want to say it's going to focus kind of around like the Black Dahlia murder. Like, well, that would be pretty cool. So it, it's. Uh, LA is a pretty fucked up city. Like they got their definite dark history around there. So oh, absolutely. They, they, a show like Penny Dreadful could do wonders with it. I'm surprised American <clears throat> Horror Story hasn't done something very similar to like an early Los Angeles noir style Dude, serial killer season. Like I almost want to tell Tyler uh, from Tadpog that he should take his Piggy Palace campaign that he wrote for Call of Cthulhu and pitch it to American Horror Story. Because that shit, man, it was like 16 podcasts long and worth every fucking minute of it. It was so wild. He, he should just write it up as a screenplay and do his own show. Like, it, it may, like, I don't know anything about it, but the way you're reacting to it and seemed like relating it to American Horror Story, that would be cool. But American Horror Story won't pick it up unless it connects with everything else that they've ever done. They don't just do one-offs. Everything is serially connected, like, well, one not, way or another. Not to give a ton of spoilers, but, I mean, it could be worked out that maybe, like, the Coven would be plotting to help summon Cthulhu or something to end. Uh, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be worse. But uh, it's just an example, you know what I mean? But, like, dude, yeah. it, it, it could be something. It could be something for sure. Nah. I um, think it'll be hard to top South Park and their Cthulhu cult. Like, oh my god. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Hey there, little guy. <laughs> I've been playing the, uh, the Stick of Truth lately a little bit, too. Oh, that's a great game. Have you walked into the random houses yet? Yeah, I have. have you... Saw Craig's mom naked. and I was going to say, yeah, you see the naked yeah. lady and then the dude fucking a donkey or something. <laughs> like yeah, <this>. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, well, on that note, let's get to our game of the week which is psychonauts yeah and uh i'm gonna read the obligatory section from wikipedia it was the psychonauts is a platforming fl- <clears throat> platforming game developed by double fine productions that first released in 2005 and i want to say that the first time i ever played this game was on xbox like original I think mine xbox. was playstation 2 it came out, yeah. That would have been that would make sense because it came out for Windows, Xbox, and PlayStation Two. Yeah. Um, and it says Bud Cat, Bud Cat Creations helped with the PlayStation Two port. And then in 2011, Double Fine acquired the rights for the title, allowing the company to re- republish the title with updates for modern gaming systems. And then I think that's when I got it for PS4 and stuff as well. Yeah. It was released. Um, it follows the player Rasputin, or as Raz as most people call him, a young boy gifted with psychic abilities who runs away from the circus trying to sneak into a summer camp for those with similar powers to become a psychonaut, which is a spy with psychic abilities. Mm -hmm. And then, once you're in the camp, you discover a sinister plot, yada, yada, yada. That is where the game begins. Well, you've kind of... You don't, you don't know the sinister plot when you first start out. It's kind of just all these kids are... the, The usual camp fare of, you know, oh, that, that particular camp, you know, uh, the, the general guy, he'll kill you. He's killed yeah. four kids. He threw 10 kids off a cliff. He made 20 kids eat their own brain. You know, like, 
Yeah, and it's it's funny because as you're going through like the tutorial obstacle course or whatever, you see like four or five people fucking blow up in front of you with the general <laughs> laughing like right after. Yeah, he does uh, clarify. He's like, they just get kicked out of my astral projection. Yeah, it's kicking them out of their mind, and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will say that this game did not sell well. Uh, it was no, it was pretty it, much a I, flop. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember it being like a flop, but it was one of those instant cult classics. The people who actually did play this game fucking love it. I, I love this game. Oh, I, yeah. I haven't played it since the PS2 days, but picking it back up and starting through that tutorial, it came back to me really fast. Uh, this playthrough was almost like a speed run. I think how long to beat.com says this is like a 12 and a half hour gameplay main story. And I'm 50% of the 50, like 50% through the game in just three hours, three and a half hours. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, once you know what to do and where to look for stuff, it's, it's really not super hard. Yeah. Um, I, you are correct that this game gained a cult following. And it says that this game is also now in these days been considered one of the greatest video games ever made. Oh, I believe it. Like this game was great. The it writing really is. is fantastic. Um, yep, the writing is the animation style is a little wonky for me. Like I, it's it's strange. It is. It's definitely it strange. Is, but it works because it, there was nothing, I guess, around that time very similar in animation style. It stood out on its own. Oh no, this was like a Tim Burton game almost. Like, almost, almost. Like it, it, as opposed to like all the prettiness that was going on with the other games, trying to look as good as they can. This one decided yeah. to go for a quirky type look it's almost like okame like uh which is on our list eventually okame that art style is awesome it's all it looks yeah. all hand drawn and stuff it looks really cool yeah. um a sequel to psychonauts uh just called psychonauts 2 was announced at the game awards in december of 2015 and is planned to release next year in 2021 Ooh, if it hasn't been delayed because of covid yeah and uh in our in our library but not part of our list because i don't have an oculus and you don't have an oculus but i have psychonauts in the rhombus of ruin which is a vr game well, tax time, depending on how cheap I can build a PC, I might be picking up a VR system. But there is a catch to that. If I want a VR system, I have to play Resident Evil first. And that that's coming from Corinne. I was going to say, was I, that laid on to you by the lady? <laughs> it was. It was. Corinne says, if I want a VR system, I have to play Resident Evil. Oh, my God. And you have to yep. do that where I can watch you on Discord so I can just laugh I, at you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I've already, since we've already played through the game, I might be able to do it a little better. But I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it like fully immersed like VR does. Like, Take some Dramamine. Before I, I don't I don't get motion sickness. The oh, VR you doesn't bother me. Lucky fuck, dude. The the VR doesn't bother me. Lucky like. fuck. I know my my buddy Dustin. Uh, I was watching him play Ace Combat Seven in VR, and I yeah. was like, man, be careful. Just like barrel rolling can fuck you up, and he just starts. Oh yeah, no, that will fuck you up. Oh, like the, the 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 flight simulators and stuff like that in VR will definitely fuck you up. He like, did it no problem, and it blew my mind. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, how? What? How? Yeah. How are you not spewing everywhere? <laughs> some people some people can do that and shit like that. I know I will probably have some issues with games that have to deal with, like, heights from a great distance. Like, if you're standing on, like, the edge of a cliff and say, like, Skyrim or something and looking down, yeah. The the vertigo will probably fuck with me a little bit, but yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, uh, I have Wipeout 
uh, the Wipeout HD collection on my PS4, and that's got a VR version, and I just haven't yeah. done it yet because I don't know how I'd handle driving at those speeds while being still. Yeah. Like, I don't know. if I think that would throw my equilibrium off. But anyways, uh, back to Psychonauts. Um, when you first start out, the game is fucking hilarious. Like, I, that's, that's one thing I want to tout about this game is that the writing is absolutely tremendous. Yeah. Um, you're kind of just able to wander around the little uh, campground area and talk to your characters and kind of get to know some of these kids that you were in this thing with. And you're eventually trying to make your way up to where the general is at. And you go into his mind, and that's like the tutorial. And his the mind he puts you in is like a fucking battle war, like just battle zone. Yeah. There's fucking explosions and gunfire, and there's just actual there's, yeah, fire everywhere. It's, it's fantastic. Gunfire, <laughs> fire, explosions, mines. He's got this obstacle course, like, fucking teed up to be, like, only somebody who is actually worth a damn is going to pass it. Yeah. My favorite part of this whole thing was there's a certain spot where you get to, you have to solve this certain puzzle. And I can't remember quite what the puzzle was, but I remember the two cheerleader people were standing there like, go Raz! And you complete it. And the general's like, "Here's your reward," and he just blows oh, yeah. them to. Uh... Yeah, that's the uh, that's the first uh, point section where you have to uh, smash the targets that pop up around you. Yeah, that's right, and you don't you yeah. don't hit the friendly ones. I did it first try, and he's like, "Oh, here's your first, here's your reward." Yeah. It just blows them. Here's up. your reward. You gotta get like twenty points in thirty seconds. And then the second time around is you gotta get thirty points in seventy five seconds. And like, another thing that you're looking for in these worlds is arrowheads which are your currency in the game um yeah and also you want to find tags you'll see these floating tags yeah and you want to get those because you are in people's minds so if you have the tag you can help them deal with their emotional baggage which is literally that it's called emotional baggage it's literally a crying suitcases and hat cases and purses. It is. It's 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 hilarious. I was like the first time I remember playing this game when it first came out on the PS2, and I was like, "Why is this trunk sad?" And then I read the tag, and it's like emotional baggage. And I was like, "That's funny." Like <laughs> and then I come across it again when I load it up, and I was like, "Ha! I forgot that you have to find the emotional baggage." And <laughs> and, you, and you'll also see a bunch of like floating neon colored uh, things, and they're figments. Yeah, they're figments yeah. of people's imaginations, which yep. I think is really cool too. Yeah, collecting the figments helps you go up in a uh, psychic rank, which is cool. Yeah, I, I believe uh, to the point that I got to. Uh, which full disclosure, I did not beat this game, but I have beaten it before. Yeah, uh, same, same. But I think I'm ranked thirty or so, thirty-two, something like that. Yeah, once you get up there around, I think thirty is when you can learn invisibility. That's like, that's where I where I'm at is learning invisibility yeah, to get it into that lady's yeah. mind, and I got the cobweb duster, so I've been going around doing stuff with that. Nice. Um, most of your enemies in the mental world are these things called sensors, which are basically these mm-hmm. little dudes in suits with sensor stamps that run around trying to get you because their job is to help your mind block stuff out, even if you want it there. Like you they're can't, essentially you can't like remember something, it's because of a sensor. Yeah, they're essentially agents in the Matrix. Right? Yeah, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they're like oh you're not supposed to be here so we're gonna treat you like a bug in a glitch and we're gonna try to get you out like so the the plot ends up coming around to 
kids' brains are being stolen. Like, you go inside of Raz's brain, and he is seeing this weird, just these weird things inside of his own mind's manifestation. And it turns out that the the brains of their kids are being stolen. And poor Dogen. Dude, <laughs> everybody you tell, like, I saw them steal Dogen's brain. He doesn't have a brain anymore. They're like, oh, no, that's just how Dogen is. That's just how he is. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, come on, man. They give him a little more credit than that. And you're, you're just little, a little bit more. And then your little friend, Lily... Like, she wants you, after you learn a couple more things, she wants you to meet her by the lake. She's like, you know, meet me here. And you guys discover that there's this thing going on, and the only people that can stop it is you two. And she's just like, we should make out. And Raz is like, what? <laughs> and she goes, I'm sorry, I just got overworked or overhandled. You know, I'm just, I'm just thinking that, we, you know, we're here, and we're, and she's going on this old thing talking about what they're going to do. And Raz is like, did you say make out? <laughs> and then she's like talking some more, and he's like, make out like kiss? <laughs> Like, he's still stuck on that, and then she picks up the flower, which ends up being attached to the giant fish thing. Yeah. And it swallows her and goes underwater, and that's when you have to jump into the big, like, underwater helmet thing. I don't remember the name of it. God, I should start writing these things down. I used to be so good about taking notes. Yeah. (laughs) And you jump into that, and you go under the water, and that's when you have to fight the large fish monster. And this thing... That's, um... Are you talking about, um... God, that's a, is that Lungfishopolis, right? Well, yeah, that, that's that's where you're gonna eventually end up is Lungfishopolis. Yeah. Um, you have to do stuff, and you you have to run, basically fight this fish, and it's it's sucking in the air and then blowing it back out. And whenever it sucks in yeah. the air, you have to hit these crates, and the crates of bones fly into its throat and choke it. Yeah. So you you do this a couple times, and then you have to do these like platforming running sections where you have to stay within this air bubble. And run through, and then eventually you're able to fight him again. And then it comes to a normal fight mm-hmm. where you are face to face with the fish in this little city type area, and there's some shells around. And what you want to do is you want to stand behind the shells so when that thing comes at you and swings his tentacle, it gets stuck in the shell, yeah. and then you can kick its ass. Um, and once you figure that out, you slap a door on its brain and you go in there to defeat the implanted chip inside of its head that is making it do the the general's bidding is what you think it's just so you go in and that is when you are in lungfishopolis yeah and and dude i felt like it was an ode to rampage that's what it made me feel like like the old rampage series because it's just getting to run around and smash buildings and stepping on people these little people and squishing them and the the people would yell out things that were hilarious. They were just like, "Oh no, he's going for the orphanage!" Yeah. Oh wait a minute, he already got the orphanage. <laughs> and then one kid's like, "He he destroyed my school! Hooray!" <laughs> and then you would free these prisoner dudes that were part of this lungfish rebellion that were fighting against the uh, Cal Calamdor. It was something like that. Yeah. Uh, and you have to. I think it was Camador. I don't know. Somebody will correct us in the comments on the uh, the episode. Probably. So you <laughs> you you these these guys you you free them and they're like freedom freedom freedom. <laughs> there was always the one guy at the end who's just like freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you end up making your way through. And you end up having to fight uh, this like superhero version of the general, and Raz is even like, dude, I know it's you. Like, where are you projecting this from? And you beat him up, you climb up the tower, you destroy the thing, you come out of the fish, and the fish is like, thank you for saving me. Uh, 
you know, everything's like, you may call, uh, you may call me by what my, the name my people have given me. And Raz is like, what's that? Like, what is it? And the guy's, Linda. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then you get swallowed by him. And you end up having to try to save Lily. Uh, you know, and this is where you get, you get taken to this other point and taken out of the lake and all of that. And then you end up outside of this. I, I skipped this cutscene. I'm not going to lie. I didn't mean to. But I dropped my controller and it skips a cutscene. So you end yeah. up outside of this building area and it's like there's a big metal gate and there's this crazy fucking dude who's just like talking to himself and babbling. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I got to step away for a second. Hold on. You're good. You end up outside of this place. You end up having to go into the milkman's. So the milkman conspiracy level is the one that I at least wanted to get to this point before we recorded the episode. So I was glad yeah. that I did because this, this is most This ridiculous. level seems to be a favorite amongst a lot of the people who really love this game. That is because of the writing in this level. It's so you're inside the mind of this absolute fucking psycho. Like, dude has lost his fucking marbles. Yeah. And he's trying to figure out what happened to the milkman. And he's like, well, the milkman's dead. We have to figure out what happened to the milkman. And he sends you out on this quest. And you end up in this area that's like... A neighborhood but it wraps around itself and you have to run in these weird angles it's almost like do you remember in inception when like you were running down the road and then like another road to your left would be going straight up but if you jumped to yeah. it, the gravity would shift it's kind of the same theory yeah um but what makes this the best area in the game to me is the g-men quotes and i have some mm-hmm. pulled up i'm gonna read to you so like in order to get past some of the G-Men, you have to go around this area and find, you know, uh, a stop sign to get past the road crew. So, like, when you go to the road crew, they're like, the guys will look at you and he'll, Raz will be like, I have a stop sign. I'm on the road crew. And the guy will be like, hello, fellow road crew worker. Welcome to the road crew. Yes, we are all on the road crew. Our backs are killing us. My red sign helps me work on the road. <laughs> Slow to 15 miles per hour. Thank goodness it is Friday. I cannot wait until next payday. Like, like yeah. you know, there's all super proper. Um, and if you go into their little areas without the required item, they will swarm you and just be like, what do you know about the milkman? Where's the milkman? How much do you know about the milkman? So all this stuff, they're trying to figure it out. Uh, you got to get a head trimmer. Uh, you have to get a phone. Uh, the the head trimmer G-men are like, I'm glad that you are here to help <laughs> us to trim these hedges. Cutting the bush yeah. does not hurt it at all. This part of the hedge is too tall. Hedges become unruly over time and need to be trimmed. <laughs> I take frequent breaks to avoid carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> I cannot let someone near my hedges who has not been properly trained in the use of trimmers. It's, it's ridiculous things. Um, but my favorite are the house, the housewife ones. Okay, yeah. so I'm not going to bug you with most of them, but I'm gonna, the housewife ones is like, Hello, welcome to my house. Please stay and make pie. I am making a pie. <laughs> Rhubarb is a controversial pie flavor. This rolling pin is a tool I use to make pie. Oh my god. Pies are delicious. This is my house and I am responsible for its upkeep. For the last several years I have relied on prescription medication to make it through the days. Although over time my husband will desire me less sexually, he will always enjoy my pies. (laughs) Though I do not receive a paycheck, I consider my homemaking to be my occupation. When my husband excessively drinks, I may threaten him with this rolling pin, although we are very still, still very much in love. Like... Like you were saying earlier, the writing in this game is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, if, it truly is. If you go up and click on him and Raz will say, I am baking a pie. It was fun. You better not try and steal my husband, tramp. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. You end up getting to the end, though, and the, the, the milkman is underground in, like, this sealed tomb thing. And you have to fight this crazy lady, which... The den mother. Yeah, yeah the den mother. And the cool, the cool part about this fight is that about halfway through it, everything goes dark. And you have to yeah. use clairvoyance to see through her eyes and then do the rest yeah. of the fight from that way. And it, it was really cool. Um, and after that is when you have to get up to the tower... And I need invisibility to go inside the lady's mind, and I don't have it. So that's where I'm at. Yeah. And uh, I don't think we're going to do a part two on this just because we've played it before. But, yeah, man, to anybody who has never played Psychonauts before, do not judge it by the fact that we're not finishing it. Because this is a fan-fucking-tastic game. Like, this might be my first perfect score game, like, just because I know how good it is. Yeah. But I think that... Dude, it, it's aged well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's some of those games from back then are fucking they, hard to go back to. Yeah, they are for sure. It, but this one, this one seems like it would have done better if it was released today than it was, God, years ago. Yeah, like, which, which makes me really wonder and hopeful for Psychonauts two to see what they can do with that. Yeah, and uh, I hope that it's coming to PC. <laughs> yeah. And it's not one of these console, quote unquote, console exclusives for a year or two, so we can just get into it when it comes out, you know? Yeah. Um, Raz is an awesome character. Like, you really get to like him. Um, I also like Agent Cruller, the crazy ass old man. How yeah. he's just in your head, and anytime you need to talk to him, he gives you a piece of bacon, and you take that bacon, you wave it by your ear, and he pops out of your ear. And you can ask him for hints and stuff. It's absolutely hilarious. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Agent... Uh, oh, I didn't know this. Uh, what was his Did you know Psychonauts 2 was crowdfunded? No. No, I did not. Yeah. Interesting. That, so apparently awesome. Psychonauts has enough of a cult following that crowdfunding was enough to get them the money to start the production on the sequel. Nice. Oleander. That was the guy's name. Yeah, and then Sasha Nine. That's the the agent Sasha Oleander is the general guy. That's mm. what it was. I could not remember his name. It was bugging the shit out of me. Um, but what a what a game! Like Cruller is he's got like split personalities. So like when you meet him, and he's he trains you in your new abilities and stuff down in the in the bottom of the lair in his secret lab. Uh, he tells you if you see me in the rest of the park, don't don't act like you know who I am because it'll ruin my disguise. But really, it's just because he's fucking nuts and he's got disassociative identity disorder. So when he's in other places, he just doesn't recognize you. <laughs> it's it's pretty great. It's pretty great. I would give this nine point five arrowheads out of ten. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like an eight. An eight? Yeah. Like it's it's a solid game. It really is. It really is. But I don't know. It's like one of. It's just one of those like cult classics. Like the game. With its devout following, it still isn't really a big game. It's a hidden gem. Could have been a little better. Like, I'm still... The animation style still gets me. Like, it's did, it's weird. Did you know it's weird. that if you go in the bathroom and turn the light off and light a candle and say the words hidden gem five times, oh, Metal Jesus will appear. I was going to say, you have to go in there, turn the lights off, and if you woo into the mirror 16 times, Ric Flair shows up. <laughs> no, there's a there's a YouTuber I watch named Metal Jesus who's always doing yeah. hit, Hidden Gems videos, and yeah. people like to pick on him about the Hidden Gems things. So. <laughs> uh, um, so, I yeah, like I said, I, I fully recommend this. I, I know that uh, in the, 
I was talking to some people on the factory sealed group about psychonauts and uh yeah I, I saw some stuff on the Facebook wall today about the the post on psychonauts and God what half a dozen people seven people were like love this game yeah. it's like why did you tell me it's on the PlayStation Four I hate you Dalton now I bought it like <laughs> oh yeah that guy he's yeah. like God damn it yeah. Dalton yeah and then yeah. Uh, Hazel which is a uh, Mike's w- wife uh, was like. I've heard good things, so I've never played it. And I was like, well, you need to tell Mike to buy it for you. <laughs> yeah. Because it's really good. Um, so, as for the rest of the month, I went ahead and laid it out. Um, yeah. I Platform <laughs> November. Yeah, hit me with it. So Hit me with it. First up, our game uh, is going to be... Oh, man, hold on. Of course, I go to pull it open and it clicks off. November... November's yeah, list. You, Steamy. You send me? I will say Steamy uh, was good to us. So, like, number one. Uh, so, that our next game that we're playing is Cuphead. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I've been wanting to check out this game, but I know of the legendary difficulty of this game. <laughs> I, I really look forward to Dude, the art style is so cool. Yeah. It, it's it like is. playing an I, old I've, cartoon. It's awesome. I. Re- I really dig the the art. It's very similar to like um, what is that Bendy in the Ink Machine? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's that old throwback Nickelodeon cartoon. Not like the channel Nickelodeon, but like the old school black and white, like silent cartoons from well, I would the say twenties, thirties. Yeah, I would say more like Disney, like uh, like old Mickey, yeah. like uh, Steamboat yeah. Willie type stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the week after that, we've got Wonder Boy and the Dragon's Trap. Now, this was a remake of an old Master System game. Interesting. And cool thing about it is in the settings on that game, you can actually switch it to look like the old game on the fly. Oh, that's cool. So, like, you can just be running around and be like, oh, I wonder what this area looked like back in the day. And you can just hit a button and it'll put it all back to the super. Uh, and you can play with the pretty version of the game. With the old school retro music, or you could play with the old retro, but the new music. Like there's all you could swap it all around. It's pretty cool. That's um, cool. Week after that, we've got Odd World, Munch's Odyssey. God, Odd World. Those games were difficult. Yeah, and I've never played Munch's I, Odyssey. I think I touched on that one a little bit. Like the one before. that the one that I played the most of was Abe's Exodus, which is also yeah, one yeah. Um, and then I know to, that's on there. I almost downloaded it the other day just to give it a go. To round out the end I, of the I've month. I've been installing a bunch of the games off of the off the library. Yeah. Just to, which, for shits and gigs. Like, earlier today I was playing some Portal, which, God, that was a fucking speed run for me. I think I maybe played about 45 minutes and I'm already up to, like, puzzle 14, puzzle 15. Well, spe- like, speaking of Portal, that's Portal 2 is the last game for us this month. Nice. So we'll be wrapping up the month with Portal 2. Nice. And uh, I've never played Portal 2. I've never Portal Two is fun. Portal I've only, two pl- is I've fun. only played a little bit of Portal One, so. Oh man, maybe we should do Portal One and Two. Oh, we could uh, maybe maybe we'll do that, but we'll, we'll yeah that might go into the next month, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I'm uh, I'm actually looking forward to Cuphead. I want to see how far I can get in that game. I reading about this and talking to people who have played it before. I am probably going to get extremely frustrated with this game and give up before even beating level one. <laughs> like they, they, <laughs> they tell me this game is like old school Nintendo hard. It's controller breakingly hard. It is. It, it is. really is. And I'm looking forward to it. 
and I'm also not looking forward to it because me, super casual gamer, like I don't have the patience or the drive to master the hard games. Like, give me something stupid easy and call it a day. Like, but we'll we'll see how far I get into Cuphead. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Um, on that note, man, is there anything else that you want to touch on? Mm, no, I think we just about covered everything today. Like not not too many not too much news in the gaming world as of right now. I know what is it? We were talking about Shadowlands dropping this month, November. Yes. Um, Looking forward to that. Yeah. I got some time off, so maybe we can get the Discord server going and get some more streaming and stuff going while I'm on break and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, that would be cool. Game with some game with some listeners. That would yep. be sweet. And then we still have one more key for Rise of the Triad. So Maybe yeah, we can true. sling that out at somebody. For sure. Did you uh, did you ever get a hold of Hans and give him that? Yep, yep. He he got that. He accepted okay, cool. that. So awesome. That's good. That's good. We'll have to, when we pull that up, see if he will uh, join us or something. Yeah, that would be great. That would be great. And uh, like I mentioned on the, uh, the last episode, but I'll bring it up here again too, um, I guess we're going to work in Crazy Taxi at some point. So we can have our buddy Matt on. Yeah, let let's do that. Let's let's start talking about that and planning something. Maybe for mid late December or something around there, yeah. around that time. Yeah, because I know that's that's not going to be a game that's going to take a whole week. So maybe we can do that when you're on your break and that, yeah. yeah, at some point. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, in that case, uh, if you would like to find us on social media, you can go to facebook.com slash the steam machine podcast, or you can find us on Twitter at steam underscore podcast. And, uh, on YouTube, we do, do YouTube versions. Um, I'm usually slacking for like two weeks at a time and then I upload them in batches, but you'll have a few new contents to listen to at the same time. It'll be great. Um, and you just search for the steam machine podcast and we will be there. Um, you know what? I've never done this before. Do you like our intro and outro song? If you do, go to Bandcamp and search for Nile the Nightmare. And that uh, the album Voiceless Stories is the album that has our intro song on it. And he's a good dude. And by that, I mean it's me. So... <laughs> So if you it's want like if to you like, like our if you like our song, please buy it. Please, yeah. it helps me so much. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does, especially in this uh, these COVID times. It's really it's it helps a lot. So, in any case, um, leave us a five star review on iTunes. Pretty, pretty please. It helps us climb up those ranks and uh, weave through some of those podcasts that have a lot of five star ranks but haven't been active for a few years. You yeah. Know? we got to get through that. But, you know, we appreciate all of you for listening and joining us here every week on the Steam Machine Podcast. Uh, He's Ryan. I'm Dalton. And as always, guys, take it easy. Take it easy.